crosswords, puzzling yourself. Ah. You know how dope it was when uh, Batman Forever came out. It's a riddle to me what that song is called. It's called The Riddler. Oh, what what is that from? Well, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, it's from Batman Forever, the soundtrack starring Method Man. So does that mean this episode is covering the Joel Schumacher Batman films? Yes, both of them. Whoa. Yeah, because we don't want to devote an episode to each one of them. No. That's giving them too much credit. We're just going to do one big, fun-filled, one neon light littered extravaganza. With glue stick juice everywhere and everything. I mean, glow stick. Glow stick. Glue stick. Glue stick juice, too. <laughs> Sticking to everything. Um, yeah, so this is another one of our themed episodes. And this time around, it's covering the two Joel Schumacher Batman films. So I'm trying to lock this thing in here. Um, while James is logging in, I'm going to log on to actionfeatures.net yeah. and get this going. Well, I don't know. But, uh, okay, so this this should be a pretty fun episode, I think, even if the movies aren't that fun. Um, maybe because the movies aren't that fun. That's what's really. going to be fun about it. Is that... You know, that there's not a lot of good in these films. Yeah. And so it's kind of surprising, especially the uh, the success of Batman Forever to me is surprising. Well, let's talk about, okay, let's start with Batman Forever, of course. Yeah. Um, what year did this come out? 1995. 95, yeah. Okay. So, so we're coming off of Batman in 89, three years later, Batman Returns, three years later, Batman Forever. Yeah. Now, we should probably set the stage going into Batman Forever before we do that. Absolutely. Okay, so we got the Tim Burton films. Yeah. 89's great. Batman Returns is great. Loved them both. Uh, after that, and this is stuff that's kind of behind the scenes that we didn't know at the time, but um, Warner was kind of done with Tim Burton doing Batman films. And one of the big things is that Batman Returns, they tried to kind of market it as kids' movie. Like doing little kid toys at McDonald's. That was one of the big, big problems mm-hmm. that, that uh, parents groups had were that there was these little, you know, penguin and a little racer car and all that stuff for the McDonald's kids meals. And Tim Burton and, and uh, Daniel Waters were saying, well, it's not a kid's movie. Why are you yeah. why are you marketing it like it's a kid's movie? That's why the parents are coming out upset about how grotesque Penguin is. It's because we're not making it as a kid's movie. We're making it as sort of more of an older age group movie. Uh, and so there was a lot of backlash over that and a lot of the merchandising backlash over that that Warner was expecting to do certain things with the Batman movie that they weren't able to do because it was a Tim Burton Batman movie. Wasn't wasn't the success you experienced during the first movie good enough? Yeah, I guess because maybe the Penguin was so grotesque. He was very, yeah. But uh, that may have been off-putting to them. I don't know. Um, but... They, they then decided at the end, the close of the film, uh, and this is in one of the documentary things, one of the DVD sets, Tim Burton came in for a meeting and he was, he was going to do a third Batman film. And he was talking to Warner about what he could do with the movie. And the execs at Warner were like, well, don't you want to do something else now, Tim? Don't you want to work on a different project? And he said, and I, and I sat there for a second and I, and I thought about it and I said, you, you guys don't want me to do a third one, do you? 
They're like, no, 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 of course, of course. We just thought maybe you'd want to take a break and do something else. And he's like, no, no, I, I get it. You you don't want me to do a third one, do you? you you're not interested in me doing a third one. And he said, and that's when it, it stopped. All talk stopped right there. Because it became obvious that the movies that I wanted to do with Batman were now not what Warner wanted. And a lot of that had to do with McDonald's and merchandising um, and what they wanted to produce Batman yeah. into more of a kid vehicle. Yeah. Which is why we got Batman Forever and the way it is. Yeah. Um, because it's obvious they went more towards the lighter tone uh, to sell toys, to sell a kid's meal, to... And I, I'm not against that. I'm not... I, I think Batman no, should a, be... It's a business. Batman is accessible to a lot of different age groups. True. Uh, but I never felt like Batman the Animated Series was too dumbed down and too kidified. No. But that kids could embrace it. That was a perfect balance. That show. Batman Forever for me is not a perfect balance. It is definitely, definitely feels like it's dumbed down um, towards, you know, selling those toys and yeah. selling those Happy Meals. Uh, so we, so we, we don't get Tim Burton. Tim Burton doesn't come back. Michael Keaton doesn't come back. Thank goodness. Because Tim Burton's not involved. He read the script and he's said multiple times, I read the script and it sucked. Yeah. I didn't want to be a part of something that sucks. No matter how much money you throw at me, I don't want to be a part of something that sucks. Yeah. Um, which he did do the Re RoboCop reboot, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't come back. Tim Burton doesn't come back. So they need a new director and they need a new Batman. We get Joel Schumacher as director who did the Lost Boys, which was pretty decent. Yeah, Lost Boys is, is a fun, good movie. Uh, and then we get Val Kilmer as Batman. Who was Doc Holliday. Who was Doc Holliday, Mad Mardigan. Uh, real genius, top, top secret, top he gun, Iceman. He was. Uh, I was excited when I heard Val Kilmer was going to be Batman. If I couldn't have Michael Keaton, I was like, well, Val Kilmer. He was at the top of his game. Could probably be a point. pretty decent yeah. Batman. And we didn't know what kind of movie Joel Schumacher was going to make at that point. Yeah. We didn't have any idea. We just knew that this is working again. And was I disappointed that we weren't going to get a third Tim Burton film? Yes, of course. But I was still optimistic going into it and hearing, reading articles and. I mean, it wasn't as prevalent back then with the internet, yeah. um, but reading articles and you know, Cinefantastic and Cinefax and all those different magazines reading about what was going to happen, I still was optimistic. And the fact that they kept on saying that Robin will be in this one, yeah. which Robin was in, originally intended to be in both the first movie and the second movie. Yeah. The first movie, there was a storyboarded sequence where the Joker, when he's escaping from Vicky's apartment, they would have ran through a circus. And Joker and his goons would have been responsible for Dick Grayson's parents' death on the way through. Yeah. Um, that would have introduced the Dick Grayson character in the first movie. In the second movie, it was going to be like a streetwise thug type character that Marlon Wayans was going to play. And that was very brief talks before they jettisoned the idea of Robin for Batman Returns. So now we're finally going to get a Robin in this movie. And to me, that was exciting. Yeah. Robin was really exciting at the time in comics. We just got the Tim Drake Robin not yeah. too long ago. The new outfit. And yeah, the, and he had his own series. Hip. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So the idea that Robin would be interesting. And you got that Robin figure in the Batman Returns line. Exactly, which yeah. was a great figure. I yes. still That's still probably one of my top ten figures of all time. Yeah. I love that Robin Batman Returns figure. So we're, we're getting some, some cool ideas that you know we're going to have in this film. And then, you know, as talks went on, we heard more and more about different villains that would be cast in the movie and eventually became Jim Carrey as the Riddler, which Jim Carrey was mega hot at the time. Super hot. And Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, which Tommy Lee Jones was 
He was pretty hot too. Pretty hot at the time too. They'd done the fugitive. Yeah. Under so, siege. Under siege. I mean. I mean, what else are you gonna talk about? Just those two films. That's enough. That's enough. So we 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 get all this groundwork laid in, and then we started seeing some pictures from the movie. Certain things were interesting, you know, like the new bat suit was. Mm. It was okay. It was a little more rubbery than the previous suits. Um, it has nipples on it. Had nipples on it, which was a big thing. Like, what is going on there? Mm. The Robin suit, however, was pretty looking. Looked really, really cool. Fat P H A T, pretty hot and tempted. I remember seeing that one. Um, I think it was like an Entertainment Tonight or something. One of those shows. They'd shown like clips from, I guess, the trailer that were coming up. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I specifically remember the shot of Robin. And it was in the from the movie where he they're going into Riddler's compound at the end. There's kind of a green haze to everything, but it was him standing there on some rocks and some wind was blowing. And it looked so cool because he had mm. the new symbol on his chest, and it was the colors were there, but they yeah. were metallic. Yeah, sort of. It was pretty neat. Looking. It was a really, and he had the. It was very influenced by that Tim Drake suit. Yeah, where it had the yellow on the inside of the cape and the black on the outside. It was like the movie Batman suit meets the Tim Drake co- uh, comic suit in one suit. I still think that suit is great. It's pretty. It's regardless really of anything else about this movie, they got the Robin suit, pretty darn perfect. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I was thirteen at the time. I was seventeen at the time. Wasn't or sixteen? I was wasn't paying that much attention to some of the behind the scenes stuff. I'm sure I, I saw this in the theater. I was. It was Batman High. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the first two movies, and. Uh, I remember seeing it. I don't remember having any of the merchandise or figures, which is weird to me. There had to be some reason why I didn't well, ever. I was going to talk about that. Since you brought up the toys, let's talk about that. This line was different than Batman Returns and yeah. Batman. And that well, it's brand new sculpts. Brand new sculpts. Slightly different scale, it seems like. They're just a little, bit, a little bigger. bit bigger. And it was tough to find just like a plain Batman. Yeah. They were all crazy Batmans. I don't remember them releasing just like a regular standard carded Batman that looked like he did in the movie. They all looked weird. They all had some kind of weird design going on. Some design or paint yeah. or something. Robin, I think they did one of him that looked like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Two-Face looked like the movie. Mm-hmm. Riddler had that weird gizmo thing on his arm. And yeah, he had a bunch monitor of... Monitor on his like, chest. Yeah. So it was really weird, the figures they came out with to begin with. I think eventually they did a, a quarter, sort of a standard Batman and a two-pack with Robin. I think it was maybe the sonar suit. Yeah. But I don't remember there being, and that kind of set the precedent for the next movie too, figures that just looked like the movie yeah. for all four main characters. It was just kind of all like a weird hodgepodge. And they all had like kind of weird stances. Of, yeah, posed uh, sort of action yeah. stances, which was becoming... The norm at the time. starting to become a norm at the time. But, but they, they weren't as appealing. They didn't fit with the old yeah. figures that we were used to. And and those lines, I mean, Batman Returns line probably had gone, had lived up, up, up to that point. point yeah. Because they had put up so many different waves. Uh, but I was excited about the movie and I did kind of enjoy it. And I, even, I you know, I got the holy rusted metal Batman, that line. I kind of chuckled by it. It was like, okay. And and like you said, Jim Carrey was hot. I was a big Ace Ventura fan at the time. Um, And uh, it's, I've lived most of my life believing that this movie was 
inferior to the first two, yeah. but still had its merits and was definitely, you know, had some things going for it. Until I watched it for this for this <laughs> episode. Now you're more on my side of things. This movie sucks. It's not good at all. I it, mean, there are some some points in the movie that are good, and we'll address the stuff that's yeah. good. But there, I feel the bad of this movie outweighs the good. Um, Big time. I I enjoy watching this less than I enjoy watching Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um. Because at least in Batman and Robin, I can laugh at it. And I know that it's just horrendous from start to finish. Batman Forever, it feels like it had some potential in there. Yeah. And anytime it's it's like it it tried to bridge the gap between the the ridiculous, gross, over the top of Batman and Robin and Batman Returns. So it tried to be both at the same time. And it succeeded in neither. So it, it doesn't fit in with Batman and Batman Returns, but it isn't so far gone that you're like, wow, this is this is a nightmare. This yeah. is just like the craziest, dumbest, most ridiculous movie I could watch. So you just can't enjoy it. It's just, it's this weird caught in between thing. I also think that Val Kilmer ended up being the weakest Batman of all. Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst of all of them. Which was not my opinion until, I mean, I, it was all clear to me this time around. But. His acting is wooden, and both his Bruce Wayne and his Batman are completely uninteresting. Yeah. I mean, every scene that he's in as either character, I just don't care. Yeah, like, not, anything he's saying, it's monotone, and it's always, still playing with dolls, mm. Dr. Meridian. Mm, still playing with dolls, Dr. Meridian. I'm blind as a bat. Oh, uh, uh, oh you, uh, give it up, Harvey. Okay. Everything is like that. There's no, yeah. there's no like up and down. There's no ebb and flow of the character. It's just everything is said like this for both Bruce Wayne and for Batman, which is crazy because Val Kilmer is a good dynamic actor. Right. So what happened? That's how he had risen to the top. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that Joel Schumacher likes the 60s Batman so much, because you feel 60s Batman influence, especially Batman and Robin, that it almost feels like he's trying to be Adam West Batman. Yeah. And Adam West Bruce Wayne, in that it's always talking like this, and it's always, I'm the straight man, and yeah. you know I've got to react to all the crazy villains. Mm, doctor. That's, that's what it comes across as, is that he's almost the Adam West Batman in this weird movie that kind of tries to bridge the gap between Batman Returns and Batman and Robin. I, but he just fails completely. He's the worst. As Bruce Wayne and as yeah. Batman. Just complete failure. Yeah. Um, so the movie starts, and right off the bat, uh, I can tell that there's nothing special. Yeah. Really, it's going to happen. Um, Two-Face is just doing Joker. Tommy Lee Jones is just doing Joker. That's he it. He is just being Joker. And in fact, there's the, there's the scene where he's on the helicopter, and he's talking through the walkie-talkie, and it's, it's a straight... I don't know if it's intentional, but it's almost, I mean, it's a straight rip from, yeah. from 89 Batman. He's the way he's acting is crazy and over the top. It's not, oh God, it's, you can, you could take any, uh, almost every line he has in the movie and every bit that he does in the movie. And if you imagined Jack Nicholson's oh. Joker saying that line, it still, it works better as that character. There's so much pink. There's so much pink going on. Uh, then Batman. Okay. Batman swoops down and it looks like just a cardboard cutout of Batman that they, they zoom in on 
Yeah. And they and they put a, a CG cape behind like him. Kind of fluttering cape thing. As he swings down from it's the worst. It's so bad. It's really bad. And then he meets Dr. Meridian and immediately they have this this repartee between the yeah. two. They, they, every scene with them two is so labored and oh. and he's so exposed. Like Batman's <laughs> just like he's talking to everybody. He's talking to it's everybody. such a departure from yeah. what we'd seen with Burton's Batman. Oh, tell me, are you are you fond of bats? Oh, bats aren't actually mammals. They're bats they're, aren't rodents, Doctor Meridian. Oh, let me tell you all of my secrets. Yeah, and 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 there's just like this this back and forth between them the whole time that's like exhausting. Yeah, and you don't want to, You don't enjoy listening to it. There's no chemistry between I, I them like, whatsoever. I like my, Nicole Kidman. I think I like both her and I like Val Kilmer. And but there's no chemistry. No chemistry whatsoever between them in either persona as Batman or Bruce Wayne. There's nothing there. I don't feel anything between those two characters. It's the worst. Um, going back to Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. <laughs> so it's. I just read something on here. Keep going. We had just had... Batman the Animated Series had existed for a while up to this point. And they'd done a killer job on Two-Face yeah. of showing kind of the, the split personality that Harvey had before the accident. Yeah. And the accident just releases the bad side of Harvey. And so it's this warring between good Harvey and bad Harvey. He's Two-Face. bad Harv. So it's... They've done such a great job on that. That all you had to do was do that. Yeah. All you had to do was just take what the Batman Batman animated series did and apply it to that. And Tommy Lee Jones is a great actor. Mm-hmm. He could have done that. Instead, you just have him doing the, that's two, <laughs> stick some dynamite or something. Oh, just crazy, stupid, over-the-top yeah. stuff. He's one face. Yeah. You get very few moments where there's any kind of back and forth between him and Harvey Dent. There's very few moments. There's a little bit in that opening speech that he gives where you get a little bit of Harvey. And at the end where he's talking to Bruce and... You get a little bit of Harvey. But other than that, there's no play on his dual personality. No. It's They even say after there's a scene where they show him getting scarred by the acid, they even say his left brain side damage from the acid. What? Like somehow the acid seeped through to the left side of his brain and caused him to be two-faced. But there's no talk of him having the split personality beforehand yeah. or any of that stuff. It's all that he got splashed with acid and it damaged his brain. And now he's two-faced. Naturally. That's dumb. That's just really dumb. And Two-Face is a good enough villain that he shouldn't just be a shoehorned-in side villain. Well, that's it. That's what it feels like. So he's shoehorned in there to be in the Riddler movie. Yeah. Which the Riddler is the driving force of the movie because Jim Carrey was so hot at the time. It's like they just, after Batman Returns, and Batman Returns was the beginning of this, you need two villains, at least two villains in every movie. Yeah. But and I don't feel like Penguin or Catwoman were slighted in Batman Returns. No, that's because he had a, an intelligent filmmaker who, yeah. who wasn't doing it for a for some you know publicity stunt or just something like that. It. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just because. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Two Face gets ripped off, and he's a complex character. Um, so he sucks, and he jumps out of the plane. He has a yin yang parachute, has blood on it, which looks cheap, and also is like a, I understand. There's the yin and the yang. Yeah. But as we just said, he's mostly all yang. And totally. And also that also it's like a it's a Japanese motif that seemed weird to me when I saw that. Anyway, um This movie sucks. I, I want to so, throw out some of the other some of the um the Schumacher uh I don't know the right cues. The 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 Schumacher um 
Points that tropes. you see carried. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you see carried forward in both movies. Crooked shots. Yeah. There's tons of crooked shots in this movie. Now, I noticed that this time, which I think I'd noticed before. There's and, tons of them. Right. So, in the 66 Batman... There's a lot... Every villain shot is crooked. The villain's shots yeah. were crooked. And I'm okay with some of that in the new movies. It's yeah. kind of cool if you do it well. But I also noticed that he started doing it for... Uh, everybody's scenes. All the shots. There's this, the, the scenes where Bruce Wayne's going up to see Chase Meridian. There's tons of crooked shots. Yeah. Of, of weird, crooked angles. Right. Okay, when you do it all the time, it just it doesn't is disorienting. It doesn't make it interesting. It just makes it weird and disorienting. Hard to it's watch. It's not... You're, then you've got no, there's no, um, there's no barometer where it's like, okay, where we got normal scenes, normal scenes, normal scenes. And then when you show a villain scene and it's crooked, then you're like, okay, I'm in a villain scene ah, and this is different. And right. This feels weird. But if you're doing it all the time, it's not special. So why, why even do it? How could he not know that? How could he? Neon. And, uh, and the, the use of that, that, you know, blue light, the black light glowing paint. Yeah. Uses in both films overboard. Why? I mean, Why? Why is it that? Was it just something you just discovered and you're like, well, I got to use this. Right. I got to use as much of this as I can. It's stupid. <laughs> it's dumb looking. It's too much. And Gossip Gertie. Oh. That's something that carries forward in both his movies. She's Bob Kane's wife. She can't act at all. That's why she's in the movie is because she's Bob Kane's wife. Mm. So Gossip Gertie becomes a character in both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin to give you the insider's look at Gotham, the most eligible bachelor, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Tell me, Bruce. <laughs> it's so awful, and it just it's, really it, it's so painful to watch. It's, Every time she gets on the screen, I'm like, please. It's a hard watch. Just shut up. I wish you'd go away, Gossip Gertie. Uh, I know she's probably a very sweet old lady. She probably is sweet, yeah. But she's a hor horrendous actress. And she had no business being in the movie. Nobody in this movie had anything really to work on. Yeah. Um, I want to point out one thing I noticed is when Bruce Wayne uh, is going to transform into Batman, he sits at his desk to go down his chair slides. <laughs> his chair flattens out and he slides down into the hole. <laughs> it's so quick that you don't think about it, but yeah. the chair is sitting so far back from the desk to make room for the hole yeah. to be there that there's no way... That fixed chair back there, whatever. Yeah. If he was just sitting there to do work, he'd be having to lean <laughs> over to everything. <laughs> he'd be leaning up so yeah. far to do this. He'd work. have all his paperwork in his lap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. It's a very bad. It's setup. terrible. Um, the uh, the other the, the other thing that that Schumacher introduces in this film is crappy Batmobiles. Oh, I hate the Batmobile. This Batmobile is awful, and then the Batman and Robin Batmobile somehow manages to be worse than this Batmobile. We'll get to that. Uh, this Batmobile has—it's uh, all lit up, yeah, so you can def course. definitely see it coming from a far way off. It's got this weird thing where the the top like spire or whatever you want to call it splits open to make a V for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. It just does it, and it's got this weird ribbed pattern to the sides. Its wheels can turn sideways. And it can drive up walls to give you yes. that shot. That's like a, the, the 60s Batman where they walk up the walls. Yeah. He's going to drive the car up the wall. Yeah. He drives the car with a winch, up a wall, with a tow winch. She fired out the front of it. Yeah. And Every I'm so glad that, that Batman the animated series took a jab at Joel Schumacher in that legends of the dark Knight episode oh. talking about how the Batmobile can drive up walls. They're like, yeah, right, Joel. Like it, it, it <laughs> it's just all these things that he does to Batman in these two films that people that actually know how to treat Batman right and know how to work with the character 
then took a stab back at. Like, you did such a poor job with this. And you you really messed up Batman for a few years after this. Yeah. Uh, let's talk just, about... Is it, okay. So, let's talk so, about Edward Nygma. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about some things that we actually liked about Batman Forever. We've talked about the Robin suit. The Robin suit's great. Um, I don't think Chris O'Donnell did a bad job with what he was given. No, he was fine. I thought the origin of Robin was well handled. His part in it. Yeah. I have a problem with the circus, which I want to get to, but... But yeah, this part was okay. I like that. I actually liked that they were taking a proactive role, as opposed to Robin's origin, where his his parents are just killed. They're doing the trapeze act; they they get killed. In this, Two Face is holding everything ransom, and they're up there, and they're like, "We can we can fight back." Yeah. And I liked the fact that they were all kind of trying to fight back against the goons and get the bomb out of there, and then they get killed by Two Face. Um, and I don't even mind that Two Face is the one that kills. His parents, it's kind of a, a, a mirror image if you wanted to go back to yeah. Batman 89 and Joker yeah. killing Batman's parents. It, it's kind of a, a flip-flop on that. Um, what were you going to say about the parents and the, the, the circus? Or do you all right, to, well, we can talk about We're going to talk that. about Jim Carrey's Red Light. I just want to get kind of the Robin stuff all in one. Okay, well, they go to the they go to the, the circus. Do you yeah. like Dr. Murdy? Do you like the circus? 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 Why didn't they retake that? Why didn't they redub that? That is the worst. Go back and watch the movie like there. The we've we've done this on the show before, but do you like the? Circus? He has a strong lisp at that point. Yeah. Tell me, Doctor Burden, do you like the circus? Are you a fan of the circus? Do you like the circus? You guys got any so of the baggies? I can't wait to get you out of those clothes and into a black dress. And into a black dress. Into the black dress. Into the, at the circus. At the circus. So they go to Not the circus. Not to make fun of people that have a lisp. It's just... Well, Bruce Wayne doesn't have a lisp. Yeah, so And neither does Val Kilmer, so I don't why know Why does what... it sound like that? Uh, so they go to the circus, and uh, they're sitting there, and she's agreed to go, and they're having a good yeah. time, it seems. And he says, I'm going rock climbing this weekend. Would you like to come with me? And she's like, oh, well, actually, um, I've met somebody, and... Wait a second. So you took the free ticket to the circus. Yeah. You're going to go on a date with the guy and then tell him on the date that you were already interested in somebody yeah. else. And either way, what is your problem? You met Batman one time. Yeah. You're you not, think you got a relationship with Batman a, now? All you had to do was say, oh, I do enjoy the circus, but I am interested in somebody. Yeah. I, I, so but it's, it's, it's just as a friendship thing. I'm not going to lead you because on. Because I'm interested in somebody else romantically. Right. Yeah, that's I all should, you had to say. I'm a psychologist. I'm a psychiatrist. I should know. I'm going to open it up front. I'm going to open it up front. And I'm going to yeah. let you know that I have an interest in somebody. So if we go, it's just as it's friends. It's not romantic. And you, that's what you can say to the rock climbing thing. Like, oh, that'd be a fun trip. I'll buy my own cotton candy. Yeah. I, I'll pay for my as own long as, cotton you know, candy. As we know it's on the level that we're just on a friendship level that we, we can go rock climbing. So that together. was ridiculous. Yeah. Then Two-Face wants to know who Batman is. And Bruce Wayne immediately. Bruce just tells me. He stands up and he says, Harvey, I'm Batman. And even if Harvey didn't hear him, everybody around him right. heard him. Right. You know, he so, doesn't even try. Right. He doesn't even try and figure out another way. He just immediately stands up. Harvey, I'm Batman. No, I don't think so. Your secret identity, dude. Yeah. So, so he tries it once. It's understood that it's just too loud in there, apparently, yeah. for anybody to hear. Okay, fine. And then he goes to Plan B, where he starts, you know, fighting everybody. Fighting everybody. If you're that determined to tell him, why don't you just hop down there and say, whoa, whoa, Harvey, it's me. It's me. I'm, I'm the Batman. guy you want. Yeah. I'm Batman. I'm the Batman. But he doesn't. He because, doesn't. Because he just tried one time. He tried. He, he tried yelling at he so gave up, the bad guys. He gave up his secret identity immediately. He was willing to do that so quickly. Yeah. I didn't get it either. And then 
and then prove that you probably could fight your way through probably this. Could. And yeah, what? 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 Who? So okay, so that I think that, that that's a. Good and then they roll the and they roll the bomb. They roll off, the bomb out, which was a uh, I think probably a reference to some days you just can't get can't rid of a, of a bomb. bomb. It's circular. It's a yeah. bomb. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we, we've talked a bit about Robin. We've talked a bit about Two Face. We've yeah. talked a bit about Ew. you know uh, the, the the failure of Val Kilmer as Batman. Um, let's talk about Jim Carrey and his Riddler. Which to oh, me, I want to do one more thing about okay. the about the circus. Yeah, yeah. Which is there? This is being broadcast. Riddler's watching. Yeah. The or Edward Nigma's watching it on TV. They do. Uh, they have news people there. They, uh, whatever her name is is. Mm-hmm. Interviewing Gossip Gertie is interviewing yeah. people. It's on TV. It's all televised. The stuff starts to happen, and then Bruce Wayne is walking around doing kung fu on everybody. And nobody notices. This? Where's the video? Where's the TV camera? Yeah, people don't don't put two and two together. Like, hey, look, Bruce Wayne Whoa, is hold on a second. being pretty brave. Here. I thought I heard him stand up and shout that he was Batman. Batman. Why is he being so proactive? And, he's just like a billionaire, and guy. now he's taking everybody he's out, fighting all the bad guys. He looks like he's fighting kind of like Batman. He, his fighting style is very That's similar weird. to what I've seen Batman. Do. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Okay, so anyway. He would have said he was Batman. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Jim Carrey's Riddler. Okay. Who's the driving villain of the movie. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey's super hot at the time. So hot right now. He's one of the, the few things that I can look back at the movie and still enjoy. Yeah. It's it's over the top. It is over the top. But that's what you get when you're, you're, you get Jim Carrey. It's he, very yeah. Frank Gorshin Riddler influenced. Yeah. He could have... It is a shame because... One, if it wasn't Joel Schumacher and you didn't have all this crazy stuff going on, yeah. I think Jim Carrey could have reined it in a little bit. I totally agree. And done a good, a very good Riddler. And I think his Riddler was good, and he's the only thing watchable in the movie, really. Yeah. And even Amy was watching it with me, and she said, Jim Carrey's the only thing in this that's going, you know? Yeah. Um, and he is funny. He's very I, funny. He has, he, has some, he has some funny parts that still... I still for me. laugh at them. Yeah. Like when he's I'm sucking up your IQ. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. laughed when he after he helped he made Stickley commit suicide and he's yeah. he hands over the suicide note. He's like, I think you'll notice that it, 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 it <laughs> yeah. matches his handwriting exactly as well as sentence structure. Yeah. And then he says, uh, I couldn't possibly continue on not without a raise. <laughs> <laughs> it was very yeah. just quickly thrown in. It's a Jim Carrey moment. Um I'm kind of I, I I assume that all the best parts are ad libbed by him. I would I, think I would so too. That it feels like the the parts that are working yeah. are coming from him. Even his more serious moments, I have to say, are are pretty good when yeah. you're getting down to the character and he's I'm trying to think of a serious moment actually. When uh, when he um when Wayne tells him it raises too many questions and he leaves. Yeah. And he says, You were supposed to understand. I'll make you understand. That part was good. Like it was okay. That's good. And then at the end, when Batman and Robert are coming to his his hideout, and he does the whole the real game begins. Mm. That that's all good stuff. Like it's that works. There's multiple scenes where he's just being. It's just a scene of Riddler doing something. I'm like, how would this have worked if he was in a Tim Burton film? Yeah. And I'm kind of watching like this could have worked. Some of these things that he's doing here work. And he's proving that he's not just that guy from Living Color in certain scenes yeah. where it's like, well, this guy is really an actor. You know, he's not just Ace Ventura and he's not just Fire Marshal Bill. There's more to this guy than just that. Yeah. And you'd see more of that in like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and oh, Man of on course. the Moon yeah, yeah. where it shows he's really a real actor. 
And he totally could have done the Batman the animated series Riddler. Like he could have been yeah. that Riddler. Yeah. I like the animated series Riddler. He's great. Um but because of Two Face being so crazy and over the top, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of it. You're competing, the two are competing for over the topness and craziness, and he doesn't really get to shine. He's Yeah. I mean he does, but not as much as he could have. Yep. If you just eliminate the Two Face character entirely, yeah. You just you just can focus just on his Riddler. Yeah. It would have worked so much better. I think so. I even Two-Face enjoyed, is there to pad the movie. I even kind of enjoyed the part uh, where he's trying to figure out what his identity is yeah, going to be. Yeah, that was good. And he has uh, there's sort of some sort of explanation as to where he gets his costume. He's got the the uh, old um, <coughs> wish machine or whatever circus genie machine, wish genie machine. Yeah, with the question marks on it. <coughs> and it's kind of enjoying the question mark man, question mark man? Captain Kill, and yeah. he's coming up with these ridiculous names. All that works because you get an origin. My goodness. Okay. Sorry. No, that's uh, all right. Uh, so, I, yeah, he is for me the thing that I can still go back to this film and watch. I remember seeing it at the theater the first time when I was younger, back in '95, and leaving the theater and just kind of going, "Hmm, oh, hmm, that's how it's going now." Yep. You know, I was I was happy that there was Batman everywhere, and I was happy that there was lots of merchandise, and I was happy that Batman was continuing on. And but it was definitely a disappointment yeah. to what had come before, and I and I felt the change in how the movies would be, and I knew that I wasn't probably going to go see this movie more than just seeing it that that first time. Um, but I feel like I can still come back to his Riddler and find something to enjoy yeah. in that. But other than that, I have a hard time finding anything to enjoy. Caffeine will kill it. There's a part where where he's where he puts the he's testing out his brain machine. Yeah. On the guy, he's wearing the other one. Yeah. And he winds up sucking up his IQ, and he say he labels it as a an unexpected or a surprising side effect. Why was he wearing that? To begin with, if you didn't have, if you didn't anticipate the side effect of sucking up brainwaves, I really don't know. I think maybe he was trying to show him it worked, and so he wanted. He didn't to... know if it worked. That was yeah. the whole. I mean, that was like. No, I. I don't think that was the. The whole point of it was not to drain, drain brains. I know it was to introduce imagery. I think from his brain, but he had the TV on into his brain or something. I don't know. Don't don't question it. There's no. Much. There's no explanation. It doesn't, work. <laughs> it doesn't work. None of it works. Um. Oh, also, well, it did work. He also says joygasm later in the film, and I kind of thought that was like... That was a little bit weird. What is, what is yeah, that about? that's a little bit weird. Uh, I think what did work was the McDonald's glasses. Yes. I love those McDonald's glasses. They were good glasses. There was some merchandise that I did pick up that was non-toy related. QVC had a special before the movie came yeah. out, and I remember uh, my mom had said uh, at that point, hey, your birthday's coming up. If you see some stuff on that special you want, go ahead and order it. And so I had ordered like a hardcover making in the movie yeah. book before the movie came out. And I got like a Riddler mug or something. I don't remember what it was. But those Riddler, I mean, those Batman Forever glasses at McDonald's, they also had a hero sandwich at that time. Ooh. There was like three burger patties on a hero <laughs> bun and it had two different cheeses on you, it. You had to be a hero to get you through. You had to be a hero to eat that sandwich. But I ate that sandwich. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I got the glasses. They were like a dollar. And they were cool, and I still have the glasses yeah. in my house. We still use those glasses. They did they have were a good, durable. They did have a good advertising campaign. They definitely that, did. With a bat symbol and the question mark. Yeah, that, that was, was everywhere. It was nice, a nice looking. Um, it didn't have quite the the giant over 
overwhelming presence that Batman 89 did, it couldn't. Nothing can. But it still had yeah. a pretty huge marketing machine, even for a film that I, I can't see that the people that liked the first two films weren't disappointed in it. Yeah. You know, of course, it brought in the kid audience for sure. Yeah. And the family audience for sure. I watched it quite a bit when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I think looking back, it was mainly for Jim Carrey. I didn't, you know. It Maybe worked, Robin. Probably Robin. But, oh, I will say that uh, I definitely tried to do my laundry the way that he did after watching that. Where I, he Everybody was like did. flipping the stuff around and kicking, kicking the. Kicking yeah, the, kicking the, ah, and then ringing it out with yeah. your toe. Ringing you know? out with your toe. I, I tried all those moves to do laundry. It didn't work. It didn't work. No, no. but I, I, you know. But you tried. I don't remember being inspired by Batman at that. I don't remember saying like, wow, wow, Batman is really, Batman's really cool. Really cool. I want to do, I want to be like, I want to be like Batman. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, it was probably just for Robin and for, uh, for Jim Carrey. I watched it. All right. So does that cover everything um, that we want to say about Batman Forever? Why the name Batman Forever? I don't know. Nate asked me that. He was like, why forever? I, I, I don't I know. I mean, in the trailer, I remember one of the trailers was a voiceover like, Justice Now, something, something, Batman Forever. I don't, I don't remember why. Because because the first two movies were so successful, they just thought, okay, we're good for now. It's going to stay on forever. Batman's from here forever. on out. All right. So that was 1995. Batman Forever makes a ton of money. It's a huge monster hit. And I think a lot of that has to do with Jim Carrey and how big he was at the time. The success of the first two Batman films carrying over into this film. It was, yeah, and kids. And kids. Yeah. So I, I think that that was one of the reasons it made it such a ton, uh, uh, such a huge amount of money. So Warner Brothers immediately greenlights a sequel and wants it done in two years as opposed to be three years in between the first three films mm -hmm. and three years in between Batman and Batman returns and three years between Batman returns and Batman forever. They wanted this one out in 97. Sure. So they immediately just jumped right into making the next film. And as much as the first as Batman forever as a, as a toy advertisement, Batman and Robin became totally engrossed in mm. selling toys to the point where Kenner was brought in to the planning of the film when it came to planning out vehicles and costumes yeah. and all that stuff, she had toy executives and toy planners there uh, involved in the planning out of the movie mm -hmm. to the point where it's completely a commercial endeavor. It's not to make a Batman movie. It's to make a merchandising movie. Yeah. And it, man, does it feel like it? Yeah. But I will say that I'll take a bad toy commercial and watch a bad toy commercial before I watch or, 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 a, a good toy commercial, which I think Batman and Robin is a good toy commercial overwatching a bad movie, which is Batman Forever. Um, this feels like a toy commercial. Even it, Chris O'Donnell said while filming Batman and Robin that he felt like Batman Forever, they were making a movie. And Batman and Robin, he felt like he was making a toy commercial. And if the guy that's making and acting in the film is saying, this mm. feels like a toy commercial, then it's it's definitely a toy commercial. Is there any, do you have any insight as to why Val Kilmer didn't return? Uh, Joel Schumacher has said that he had trouble working with Val. Okay. Um, that Val felt like he wanted to quit. He said he felt like Val wanted to quit and they wanted to fire Val. Okay. So that's why they didn't ask Val oh, to come back. Never mind. Supposedly it was scheduling conflict with the saint or something like that. Okay. But Val said in some other interview that he was never even approached. Like he just found out that he's not in the next Batman. Oh, like okay. It was just kind of like, oh, somebody else is playing Batman. Okay. 
One good thing came that. came from it, and that's uh, Val Kilmer's appearance on Life's Too Short when yes. he wears the Batman cowl. And I want to bring up one other thing about the movie that I forgot to mention, and that is there's a scene where he where he takes uh, Dick into the um, into the garage. Yeah, and he's talking to him about the motorcycles, and he's breathing really weird. It sounds oh, like he's yeah, yeah. it sounds like he ran to the set and then hurried up and tried to calm down, and he's like. There's a motorcycle here. That's if, uh, if one were to fix one, fix one, they could keep it as a fee. And there's a lot of lines of this that we've turned into other lines, like that we'll say <laughs> to each other about, you know, like if if some, one of us has treats here, yeah. Like, if, if one were to eat, the bar, if one to eat one, they could keep it. As if a one fee. were to open one, <laughs> keep and eat it, they could keep it as a fee because the line doesn't make sense. Doesn't make there's no sense. sense in paying somebody <laughs> with the thing that they fixed for you. Hey, you fixed it now. You can have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... but he, but go back and watch that scene and there's, he's breathing really strongly through his nose Yeah, in between lines and Maybe it's because very he, strange in, in the bat suit more than uh, Keaton for sure. He's yeah. breathing through his mouth. All oh the yeah. Time. Yeah. You can tell big time all the time. He's breathing through the mouth in that yeah. suit because it's so hard to breathe through the nose in the suit. So maybe he was so used to having to breathe through his mouth so much that he's breathing heavy through his nose he's when take, he's outside. He's taking advantage of not wearing the mask. Maybe. Going back and forth. All right, so anyway. So Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. I will say I never saw this in the theater. I did. And I've said the story on the, the show before, but I'll say it again. At this time in 97, the Warner Brothers studio store was prevalent everywhere. Um, we had one in Kenwood Town Center here in town, and it was like my favorite store to go to. I loved the Warner Brothers studio store. I would go in all the time. They had such cool stuff. They had great Batman items, great superhero stuff, great Looney Tunes stuff. Uh, and I remember them gearing up for Batman and Robin. I knew that Batman Forever was no good. And I knew that Batman and Robin would probably be no good. Um, but I'd seen every previous Batman film with yep. my dad at opening. And I was curious what Batman and Robin would be like. And the guys, the people there knew me. And I came in and they said, hey, Warner Brothers Studio Stores is putting together a special early screening of Batman and Robin. There are passes that are for sale. And I want to say they were $20 per pass at a time when movie tickets were like $6.25 for yeah. a, a nighttime showing. And I said, I got to have them. Gotta I got to have them. And so it. I bought two tickets, one for me, one for my dad, uh, to go see Batman and Robin early. And it's easily the most money I've ever wasted on a movie that <laughs> I'll never get back uh, because it was um, it was awful. I mean, it's, it's truly awful. I don't think that I've seen the movie from... Fr- beginning to end all the way through to oh, this I day. I definitely have. I hate this movie. It's awful. I mean, it's truly awful. I hate it. Yeah. It, there's nothing to like about it other than liking how bad it is. There's, I was thinking that as I was recapping for this, there's nothing in here that's worth committing to film. Yeah. Nothing. I, I will say this. I quote Arnold more from this film than I probably quote him from any other film. That's fine, but I will argue with you on it if it means that you think this movie <laughs> needs to exist because of that. He, oh, it definitely doesn't need to exist. He could have. He could have oh, squeezed. Sure. He could have squeezed those lines into any of the other films. For that sure, it definitely does not need to exist. It. I hate it. It's 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 one of those movies though <laughs> that it's so bad that I can chuckle yeah. at how awful it is. If I were to sit and watch it with you or a friend, I would probably be able to do that yeah. but that opportunity has not come my way and i remember i, hate it. I sat there and we went to the theater and we watched it and just a fir- the few minutes into the movie immediately i was just yeah. like 
Uh-oh. This is going to be worse. Uh-oh. This is going to be worse than the last one. It's going to be a lot worse. This is going to be a really awful, terrible film. And they had the whole beginning sequence with him sliding down the dinosaur and, yeah. uh, hi, Freeze, I'm Batman. And then the ice skating fight where they click their heels together and the skates pop out of the shoes. I was just sitting there going, what have I done? Like, what did I do? Why here? did I spend this money? This is precious <laughs> money to me. We finished up that movie and went out to the car. And I, I probably told it again. Your dad grounded it. you for a week. No, we got out to the car. And he, he sat there and he, we were driving. And he's like, so, uh, did you like that? <laughs> and I said, nope. That was probably the worst film I've ever seen. And he said, I'm so glad that you said that because I was really afraid that somehow you enjoyed that movie and I was going to have to sit this entire car ride. Yeah, try not to. Try not to, to, ruin to it tear it apart because I, didn't want, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Because that was awful. That was the, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I felt like everybody left the theater like looking like they'd been punched in the stomach. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's like every single scene in this movie is bad. It sucks. And there's so many yeah. things put in the movie where you're just like, wow, they put that in here. Yeah. Like it's in here. That's what they said. You know what? Good enough. There's so many like jumping scenes where on these wires and it's, blatantly obvious they're being pulled around on wires there's the one where robin uh gets tossed up uh yeah and he like, like he like turns in yeah mid-air. And he turns in midair and he looks like he's trying to get his and balance like, like flopping all over the place there's another where uh where mr freeze like scares a garden gal and she drops the vine and he doesn't even like jump he just has the vine and all of a sudden he's like swinging through the air like there's nothing that he could have done to make him swing like that and he's just being pulled through the air on this this wire. And it's just like, what? You didn't even, like, try. You didn't even try to make that look good. You just went, eh, good enough. Joel Schumacher probably it's told him, enough. don't worry, we're just going to lift you. It's good enough. We'll have the wire guys tug on it, and you'll just go up. That's yeah. how it'll work. Well, they, he, uh, somebody, I, I think it was the guy that played um, the the doctor. He's the Floronic Man in the comics. But I can't remember his name. Um, he was the voice of Riddler in Batman animated series. Oh, but he's in this movie and he's the one that kind of creates Pamela Isley and turned into her poison ivy. He said we were filming and Schumacher would start off by saying, now remember everybody, we're making a cartoon. He said it made it really hard to take anything you're doing seriously yeah. and put your, your effort into it when you're being told flat out, we're just making a cartoon. This is just all make believe and crazy. Yeah. And that comes across in everything in the movie. You're making a Looney Tune. You're making it crazy. You're not man. even making an animated. You're making it crazy. Uh, so George Clooney is uh, now yeah. Batman in this film. He'd done from Dust Till Dawn at this point, right? I believe so. I think so, yeah. Which he, I don't think he had done much when he did. He done from ER Dust and, and then he did from Dust Till Dawn. Okay, because there was ER was yeah made that him was big. His big break. Yeah. Again. You know he'd been in the little minor things. From Dusk Till Dawn, he's great, great performance that. from that, and that's an odd film for him to choose to do. Uh, we don't talk, we won't talk about that right now, but um, but yeah, so he becomes Batman because he's ER was hot yeah, at the time. ER it was, was big hot, stuff, and he'd proven he could be a, a, in a big movies in yeah. From Dusk Till Dawn. And after seeing From Dusk Till Dawn, I was like, oh well, this guy could be a cool Batman. Maybe we were going somewhere else with this, then we went with Batman Forever. Um, and he, I think that he's does a better job. He's more interesting as Batman. Definitely. And as Bruce Wayne. And as Bruce Wayne, yes. <clears throat> he's doing this constant, and I know it's a George Clooney thing, but he's doing this constant head bobble. Yeah. Like in every scene he's in, 
he's got it like turned on. Like he's bobbling his head yeah. everywhere to the point where it's like distracting in this movie. And if you're distracting in this movie, then it's really distracting. Yeah. But I still think that he could be a great Batman. He yeah. could have been. I think so too. He does a better job than Kilmer at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't shy about accepting blame for the movie. After the movie came out and everybody hated it, he what he repeatedly said, "I am sorry for destroying the franchise. I am sorry for for ruining Batman for everybody." He was very quick to huh? take on the blame, which it was not his fault. It was not his fault. It was Joel Schumacher's fault. Yeah. It was Warner Brothers' fault. Yeah, that that movie is as awful as it is. Because when you're watching him and his abilities as both Bruce Wayne and as Batman, the voice, everything, you could see that he could have been a really great Batman. Yeah. It's a shame that he's stuck in this movie and that he'll never get another chance to be. He Batman. won't. He won't. Chris O'Donnell's back as Robin. The suit's cool. You're getting the same thing you got in the last movie. Yeah. Um, but the suit is a step forward. It's supposed to be like Nightwing, and it's a cool suit again. Yeah, and it's a neat. Yeah, it's a neat looking design. It's a neat design yeah. for sure. They then get later in the movie. They get these weird silver and yeah. Was was that for? And that's what Chris O'Donnell said as they changed their outfits. He said, so they gave us these other costumes and I'm looking around and I'm looking at George's suit and I'm looking at Alicia's suit and looking at my suit and going, why did we change suits? Like, there's no reason for this other than to sell toys. Like we're, we're in these weird, crazy vehicles. We're in these weird suits. And it's obvious that we're doing this to sell some toys. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. Yeah. It was just, and it's blatantly there. Just I'll thrown in like, cancel the here's the, the ice bat hammer that we're going to make a toy of. And here's yeah. these new suits that we're going to make toys of. But there's no reason in the movie for them to even put them on. In the, the other movie, at least, Riddler destroyed everything. So Batman had to use the prototype sonar suit that was the only suit left. Right. In this movie, it's just... Put on different suits. Change into the silver ones. Wear these things and go fight bad, uh, bad guys in them. For no reason. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, this, the toys again for this movie were a continuation of the Batman Forever toys where it was weird. Yeah. Weird stances. Weird you can't get like the main looks of the characters. Batgirl had this weird full cowl on the figure that she didn't have in the movie. It was obvious that they were working off of preliminary art on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, not as obvious as a kid that would look at them or when the movie is coming out, but they were, they were working off of that's how concept, hands-on concept art. Yeah, that's and, how hands-on yeah. they were that the toy company was with the movie that they were working of concept art to make toys at that point. Um, so that was weird. The Batmobile is awful. Yeah, I mean, as bad as Batman Forever Batmobile it's, is, it's worse. This than, is way worse. Yeah, he's it's a one seater and he's completely exposed. Yeah. He's just hanging out outside the Batmobile like. You could throw a, a watermelon at the Batmobile and kill Batman. You get even more uh, neon lights on stuff in this one. Yeah, oh, way more sure. neon. A lot more of the glow stick stuff. <sighs> we also have three villains this time around. We yes. get Freeze, which is Arnold. We get Uma Thurman completely wasted as Poison Ivy. Yeah. And we get Bane. Thrown in. Uh, com- Thrown in. Completely wasted as totally wasted. Poison Ivy's muscle. Goom. Yeah. Let's 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 go down character. Let's break okay. break these things up by character. Um, you want to talk about? You pick man. poison ivy and let's talk about poison ivy then. Let's talk about poison ivy. We get a, a sort of weird origin of poison ivy where it's kind of she's over there and inserting venom from snakes. She's plants. Yeah, she's working something. on some plant. It's like they're trying to do poison ivy and her. 
an obsession with plants, but it yeah. just comes across as weird and theatrical and jokey. The motivation is not very clear to me. It, also, yeah. she she has beef with her boss, it seems, yeah. which, she, which she kills. Mm-hmm. Because after she becomes Poison Ivy. Right. And she finds beakers that say Wayne Enterprises on in the lab. So therefore she blames Wayne Enterprises. And that seems to be where everything turns. And she's just like out to kill yeah. Bruce Wayne and take down Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. I guess. He, so then it becomes it, that he funded it or something? I don't know. Even even after she starts approaching him with you know, an idea, she comes with a petition to sign to, yeah. to, to do this thing. Once again, borrowing from the last movie. Um, uh, yeah, the weird goofy look. Or the nerdy look of Edward Nigma is now the nerdy look of Pamela Isley. Right, and it's the same thing where she yeah. gets rejected by Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Where and it even makes it makes even less sense in here because he even says like, "Well, your heart's in the right place, but you know, I'd like to look at this stuff." And she just can't handle any type of compromise or any type of not at all. You know, okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll state my case maybe at a time where we're not at a giant gala where he's got to do this thing. Yeah, maybe I'll wait until um, private. But of course, nitpicking is pointless on this movie. Pointless on this movie. Yeah. Um, but Uma Thurman probably would have been a good Poison Ivy. A good actress. She's a good actress, at least. She's definitely attractive enough. Yeah. Nice stems. Um, good buds too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I'm, I don't find her as attractive now as I did probably when I was younger. I've yeah. You know, I've kind of noticed some things, but you know, I think she did a fine job. And like you said, she was, it was kind of a waste. Yeah. Um, to have her. Yeah. I, I, it, uh, and it feels like that maybe she didn't. I, some of these actors, I think they come into it and they want to make a cartoon. Like they're, maybe. it feels like maybe she was interesting in, in making a cartoon. Well, that, because her performance yeah. is so. Coming, bang, darling. Right. Like, it's just so ridiculously over the top. It's almost like she didn't understand, or, or maybe she wasn't told to play the character the way the character really is. That yeah. she was told to play it, you got to be this over the top, ridiculous vixen that's just like, yeah. every single line's got to be like this. Yeah. You know, like, that you, you be a 60s Batman villain. Be that. And it doesn't be worse feel, than that. Be, yeah, be, w- don't show us any kind of like depth to a character. Just give us all theatrics. That's all we want is big, big things out of you. Big, big movements, big talk. Everything's got to be big with your character. And don't really show us that there's any depth to your character. Because uh, for her, there's no depth. Right. At least there's a couple of moments where you're supposed to get some depth out of Freeze, which they borrowed the origin so heavily from Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. on him. Um, that and originally it was going to be Patrick Stewart in that role, but you could kind of see that they were looking for an actor that could do the depth of that character. Um, but hers, there's nothing. There's just all over the top with her character, and no consistency. We're we're watching, and uh, she gets people's attention, and they're all over her. They're willing to do whatever. They're falling over themselves, and then she blows her mind control stuff on them. But you she already al- got them. But she already got them. You already got them. What is... Yeah. What? Huh? I don't... Huh? I don't, I don't get it. Okay. Okay. So, 
that's poison ivy, a waste of Uma Thurman's talent. Totally. And not, well, I was going to say not bad on the costume, but yeah. I think for the movie franchise, it's, it's yeah, there's certain ones. She I mean, wears a lot of different outfits. She does have movie. a lot of different outfits. There are, there are a couple that are, it's like, okay, that's, that's a pretty good Ivy outfit. Yeah. Um, so Poison Ivy is a waste of an actress in a mediocre version of the character. Yeah. Bane is a waste of the character. Is a waste of the character. Yeah. I mean, it's just a complete waste it's of the character. It's a throwaway. It's a complete throwaway. Could have been anybody. You go from, yeah. Bane is, is new still at this time, and he's hot. Yeah. As, a, as a character. He broke Batman's back. He, he comes out of nowhere and becomes like one of the biggest Batman villains there is. He figures out Bruce's Batman. He breaks Batman. He takes over. He does all these things. He releases all the villains. He comes with this great plot. He's smart. He's strong. It's everything rolled into kind of one bad guy character. And in this movie, he's just a big dumb ox. Like he's just big muscle guy that he, looks weird. He juiced. He juices up and that's about it. And it's just a complete waste. Um, so... You get one visually kind of interesting moment with him and he lifts the bat signal. Yeah. Bane does. And it's like, okay, just watching that as a visual, it's kind of neat to see Bane lifting up a bat signal in real life. Yeah. Um, but other than that, complete waste. Waste. Complete waste of the character. Freeze. Freeze. Patrick Stewart. Would have been awesome. Would have been awesome. I would have loved to see that. He would have been awesome as Freeze. But I would have loved, loved to see that in a Tim Burton. Oh my goodness. Patrick Stewart as Mr. Freeze in a Tim Burton Batman film? Yeah. That'd have knocked your socks off. Give me I mean, that. That would have been insanity. Give that would have been please. great. Uh, but instead, we get Joel Schumacher saying, no, 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 no. He's got to be huge. He's got to be better. like he's built out of a glacier. He's got to be this humongous man. So we get Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, basically playing Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. being an over-the-top Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's too much. It's, it's way too much. I can't... Uh... They take the great episode of Batman the Animated Series, Heart of Ice, and that origin of Freeze yeah. that is just like almost hard to watch. It's so sad. Yeah. And you feel so much for Freeze. And they throw it in this movie and give you cartoon Freeze yeah. that's over the top and having singing lessons with his gang of Sing, dudes. sing, sing. Um, Frosty! Why are those guys sticking around? Why? They're freezing their butts off. They're trying to... Trying to eat frozen dinner. One guy's trying to eat a frozen dinner by frozen. licking it because it's frozen. Because, because it's frozen. He won't allow any heat. Why would He's you stick around? He's not making any money. He's getting diamonds to power his suit. Why would you stick around? Why do diamonds power his suit? Did you realize that those guys have skulls on their crotches? Yeah. Why? Because it's Joel Schumacher. Okay. He's trying to get diamonds to power his suit and then giant diamonds to power his giant freeze ray to freeze the city. Yeah. Why do diamonds do that? Wait a second. Why is, um, he said he needed one more diamond to free for his, free the wife. Well, he's going to make a giant diamond freezing machine to hold the city for ransom so he can get the money he needs to complete his research to undo the McGregor syndrome in his wife. Why don't you just apply all the efforts that you're putting into your giant ice vehicles into and making, your freeze ray and your, or just rob places or just rob places and then sell and those diamonds on the black market and get that money. Yeah. Why do you have to hold the city for ransom? Why is just it, rob places? Why do you hold Gotham city for ransom? Sell those diamonds. You probably don't want it. Sell the giant diamonds you stole Yeah. and then get the money for the research. You're sitting around watching, watching old cartoons and hamming it up with your, yeah. With your, with your robe with and your, your goonies. slippers. Why aren't you working on the research? Work on that instead right now. Why do you have a mistress who is Vivica A. Fox? Yeah. Is that who it is? Well, no, he, he's only, he only 
she's just hanging out there for some reason. He doesn't do anything with her. He's faithful uh, to her. I don't believe it. Well, he he does. He she like, said oh, it's only beats for her or something like that. She, she comes up to him and says, "I'm getting hot. What do you yeah. say we do? You know, get under the sheets or whatever." Why? Why does he have the same type of mistress that Two Face had? Yeah, because Joel Schumacher. It's Joel Schumacher. <sighs> what? Okay. So why does his wife have the same disease as as, as Alfred? Oh, she does, doesn't she? She's got McGregor syndrome in stage three, and Alfred's got it in stage two or something. And the diamonds somehow can cure McGregor syndrome. Because at the end, what? Freeze gives him a couple of diamonds, I think it is. I think I think he gives him I can't remember. Who knows? Maybe he gives him blue pills. I don't remember what he gives him. It's stupid. But he's able to cure McGregor syndrome at stage two. But not at stage three. But not at stage three. Well, so it's because she's in that tube. Because she's in the tube. <sighs> um, he's got a lot of great armor lines, though. I mean, it's nothing, but it's it's, it's nothing but one liner after one liner after one liner. Yeah. I don't remember any lines in the movie where it's not a one liner that you can repeat. Yeah, doesn't work on the cool hearted. Yeah, hit it with the diamonds, God and Gal, turn you into mulch. <laughs> that's that's gold. I'm sorry, but <laughs> Arnold is gold in this movie yeah. because of all the great Arnold one liners throughout the entire movie. I mean, I. I, again, uh, I quote this Arnold's uh, Arnold's lines in this more than any yeah. other Arnold film because there's so many great ones. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The Ice Age. Kill the heroes. Kill them. Cool down, bird boy. Yeah. Or is it cool off? It's I um. Remember. I can't remember. Um, he ices them as he's jumping. And stay cool, bird that's boy. That's it. Stay cool. Yeah. Uh, and. Robin Chilled starts, to perfection. Robin starts to lunge for him, and he's way further than he could have reached. Yeah. So he freezes him. Freezes him. Oh, why not? And then... Oh, oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Plant girl? Vine lady? God and gal? <laughs> it sucks. Doesn't it's, look at the cool hot. It's... Uh, it's it's awful. It's draining. It's an exhausting film. Yeah. And that's probably why I've never gotten through it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay. Okay, so that covers... I want to talk about the newest addition to the team. I was going to say, we covered the bad guys. We've covered two of the good guys. We get a third, a new good guy. That's a good girl. Why? The introduction of Alicia yeah. Silverstone as the only Batgirl in the movie so far. Yeah. And why? Okay. Uncle Alfred. First of all, I want to know what the H-E double hockey sticks <laughs> happened to Alicia Silverstone. We watched Clueless yeah. last night instead of Batman and Robin. We watched Clueless. And she does have kind of a mouth thing, but she looks fine. She even looks cute in some scenes. Okay. But in this movie, she is a freak. She's talks. Had weird. she already started feeding children with her bird? With her bird mouth? With her bird mouth at that time? I don't think so. Because something had let loose on her. Yeah, she gets this weird she has, Her lips are cut all over the Uncle place. Alfred, go to bed. I've come to tuck go, you in. Go to bed, Uncle Alfred. You're kind of tucking in. Are you this, that close this, to him? This life of servitude, I'm going to free Uncle Alfred from it. I'm he, spitting. He doesn't want to be. <laughs> he doesn't. He likes it. You have to spit. In he order likes to do it. The Alicia voice. He doesn't want to be freed. He's been working. He likes he's it. He's been there for it, forever. Yeah. 
Batman Forever. He cares so much about Bruce Wayne and his family. That's his family. That's where he, he wants to be. He said that repeatedly. That's my family. Yeah. That's where he wants to be. Why don't you just ask him what he wants to do? Instead of, like, competing in weird motorcycle races to make money to somehow free him. What's he going to do? Buy his contract? Is she some guy going to go to Bruce Wayne? and He doesn't actually own Alfred. Yeah, he doesn't own him. He doesn't him. own him. You can't go to Bruce Wayne and go, how much for your Alfred? Yeah. Is he going to cost me a few thousand dollars? Because I'll, I'll go win some races and make enough money so I can buy an Alfred. I want a secret motorcycle race. Oh, oh I want to say that her plot now, her with Coolio. Runs he runs them. Is Coolio in the, that one or in that he run, He's in this. That's he runs right. The, he runs the, the races. Right. So her plot is basically the same as Robin's subplot where he sneaks out and he's the bad boy and he's stolen a machine. She's a girl. But she's a girl this time. Yeah. Um, she shows up. God, I, I hate this. She, <laughs> she shows up and she's talking to Uncle Alfred. And Uncle Alfred. <laughs> you got to say it like that. Uncle Alfred. <laughs> Which, and, he's her uncle. Right. Why did they get rid of the whole Barbara Gordon aspect of it? Yeah, I don't know why she can't be Why can't she Commissioner be Commissioner Gordon's, Gordon's daughter? daughter? Because she's somehow got to be involved with Uncle Alfred. Why? For no Who reason. Who knows? For no reason. Uh, because they're too busy doing all these other stupid plots right. with these stupid characters to, to do it right. She was shoehorned in. Totally. And she's wearing a, her school outfit, which is a sweater with a patch on it. And they're walking along and Bruce says, oh, you've come from... Uh, Harvard University and You're on the West Coast. Alma mater. Yeah, whatever it is. And yeah. she goes, how did you know that? And he says... You're wearing your school uniform. And he says, mm, the patch on your sweater. It says so on the patch on your sweater. And she sweater. goes, oh... And okay. he acts kind of smug. He kind of looks <laughs> yeah, over around like, and kind of smiles. Like, like I figured it out. He's really solved... A, he's really That's cracked That's it for his detective work in this movie. Is What? Yeah. You're the you're there's the Dark Knight. You're the detective. You're the Dark Knight detective. You haven't cracked any case. Yeah, all you've done is talk about a patch. Why did they put that line in there just to show that he has powers of deduction? But anybody could have deduced it. She's wearing a school uniform. She's wearing it. She's wearing the school. She's wearing the patch uniform. with the logo and the name on her shirt. No, it's not a big deal. You didn't impress anybody. I oh, I was so so that happened. Okay, so Alfred's dying in McGregor's syndrome. Mm. Here we go. Let's not forget go. about that part. Let's never forget mm. about that part. Mm. As they go in to go. freeze's... We're going to show this in right now. <laughs> As they go into Freeze's compound, all the cops are looking around for a way to Freeze's lair. Freeze's hidden yeah. lair. Batman and Robin walk into the freezer section and they're talking about poison ivy and her buds and her stems. Without even looking around, batting an eye, Batman just immediately goes, ah, here we go. Ah, and moves go. the hidden thing of, of, of frozen yeah. treats and presses the button that opens him up and takes him into Freeze's hidden spot. That's where he could have had some detective work, but they didn't. Instead, they just have him go, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. How do you know it's there? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because uh, why waste time with it? Uh, here we go. So and then just take him right in. Okay. Got so back, Ali to, back to the Silver Stone yeah. background. So she's the worst. So Alfred's dying. She's going there to release him from his indentured servitude. Um, he's wanting to find his brother, Wilfred. Wilfred. Wilfred to take over for Alfred. I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy that he knows. He wants him to take over because he can't tell the secret to anybody but his brother, but he's got all the secrets on a disc. And so he's going to have that somehow sent to his brother, but now he's going to entrust it to Barbara. And so she cracks the code on the disc and finds out all about the Batcave and Why everything. Why is she so desperate to crack the code? Why don't you just take it to your dad? Just, just do what you're supposed to do with it. It's not even her dad. That's Tags right. It's his mom, her mom. It's her great Uncle it's her, uh, it's her uncle. 
her other uncle. Just take it there. Just Why? do that. Do what he said to do. But instead, she cries. This is a home. dying man's wish. But instead, she wants to find out because she's got to know. Uncle Alfred Hyde. I have to wonder what's on this character's cold. Also, watch the goof in the movie where there's no signature on the picture in one scene when she looks back into the signatures on the picture. So, because nobody cared in the movie. Right. No editor cared. Nobody they were cared. just like, get it done. Just, just get it done. Who cares? Cut this. So, she cracks the code, finds out about the thing, finds out where the Batcave is, and Alfred has now programmed some kind of weird Max Hedrum computer simulation of himself programmed with his brain's algorithms. I've programmed with my uh, brain's algorithms. This has been programmed with my brain al algorithms to do this sim simulation. And it's obviously being Max Hedrum, but by that point... The people that knew who Max Hedrum was are adults, and this movie is obviously made for kids. Yeah. So why does he act like Max Hedrum? Why did he do it anyway? And why does he need Wilfred? When she comes in, the 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 simulation comes up, and he says, "Intruder alert! Intruder alert!" And then, and then he's and like, then he welcomes her. Ah, I knew you'd crack the code, and so I took the liberty of making you a Batgirl suit. Why? 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 She's not trained to be Batgirl. Why did you Why did you count on her cracking the code to this thing and finding the Batcave? Why didn't you just tell her? Why didn't you just tell her then? You if know you, you did all this stuff. You know you don't have that much time left. Just tell her. If you want her to be Batgirl anyway, because obviously you do, because you told the same, you, you programmed in your brain algorithms that she was going to find it, and you made her a Batgirl you suit. You made her a Batgirl just suit. Just tell her. You can't keep a secret. I figured I... Oh, Vicky, Vicky Vale in the Batcave. I assume. I turn around. Hi, Vic. I assume that you would want, what'd she say? I want to, Uncle Alfred, I want to help. Yeah. And he's, Baba and Robin need my help. What does he say? I took the liberty. No, he says, uh, this. I figured you would, or yeah, something like I that. I figured you would, so Why? I took the liberty of designing this. Why did you figure that? Why did you figure that she was going to want to help Baba and Robin? Why? Baba and Robin aren't even in trouble at this as point. As far as you know, your niece is a schoolgirl. Wearing a school outfit. She's just a schoolgirl. Are you going to send her out to her certain death? To fight crime and he criminals? He the, the bike races. He doesn't know if she's doing a secret bike race at night. He doesn't know about those. He doesn't know about any kind of training Even if, Even if you are, can do a secret bike race. You're going to sacrifice her. You don't get to be a superhero because of it. You're her. We're like an hour and, and nine minutes. I don't care. Story. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this movie. So she gets a Batgirl suit. And she goes to help Batman and Robin. In the last... Yeah. They're, you know, they're in a fight because they both love Poison Ivy and... Yeah. There's a throwaway love interest that we don't care about for Bruce Wayne. Uh, and so they have this this fight scene where she shows up to save the day, which who knows how she would even know where Poison Ivy is to save Robin. How they know she has to know how to get there. Coolio told her. So she goes there and she gets some great lines in there. Yep. With uh, read a book, sister. Read a book, sister. And okay, all she has on is this tiny little mask. Yeah. You can tell it's Alicia Silverstone. Her hair's there. If the mouth doesn't give it away, the hair will. And everything else does. Plus the fact that she's living at Wayne Manor and has a Batgirl suit that looks like one of your Batman suits. Right. But Batman and Robert are clueless. Uh, no pun intended. Who's that? Oh, yeah, and they're like, uh, who's she? And she, guys, it's me. I found the Batcave. I found the Batcave. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's Barbara. It's Albert's niece. Well, the Where more, did this come from? The more the merrier. Well, I guess she's on the team now. What? Why does she get to be on the team now? Because she got a suit. So then they have to have this big fight without uh, with a freeze at the end where they put on new outfits for no reason whatsoever, and they get freeze to stop being a bad guy because they want him to go back to researching things. And then he says, "Well, I know somebody dying of McGregor syndrome." And he pops two little vials out of his thing, and he goes, "Take two of these and call me in the morning." <laughs> 
Does he just carry around the cure to McGregor syndrome inside that suit all the time? I guess he does, yeah. Yes, he does. Why not? If you had the cure, why not have it with you, just in case? Why not? Go for it. Two things that we have to mention before we end this nightmare. I'll cancel the pizzas. I'll cancel the pizzas is one of them. <laughs> Alfred says a line at the beginning where they're getting ready to leave, and he goes, I'll cancel the pizzas. So we got this running thing going where <laughs> we, we always think that Bruce is always ordering food and then making Alfred cancel it for him. Where it's like, uh, Alfred, can you give me some Jimmy John's? Just order it up for me. Uh, I, I definitely want it this time. I, I definitely, definitely want it. And then he orders the whole thing, and then uh, Bruce goes, you know what? I'm busy. I got to go do something. Can you take care of that for me? Just cancel it. But, sir, <laughs> they get angry every time. They're freaky fast. <laughs> they're delivery. They're already on the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just take care of it, okay, Al? Just, just get it canceled. All right. Oh. Uh, just you know, Jimmy Johns, it's, it's Alfred again. Um, <laughs> is there any way I could cancel that order? From the, cancel the hoagies. The, the, uh, the turkey tom. <laughs> uh, Master Bruce has changed his mind once again. <laughs> If you could just cancel it, I know there'll be there'll be a fee. You can charge it to me. <laughs> so he's got to always cancel these orders. Um, the other thing is the R. Kelly Gotham City song. Oh my! Oh, I forgot about that. How can we ever forget? Why didn't I open with that? I didn't. I thought you were going to. I didn't want to say it to you. I but forgot I thought about for that. Sure, you would. Maybe you'll end well, on it. Well, the soundtrack has a couple other songs. It has a, a. I've mentioned this before. It's got a Sunny Day Real Estate song on it. A song that's not in the movie. Doesn't have anything to do with the movie. The musical style is not something that anybody no. involved in pop culture would ever listen to. It's a. It, why is it on there? I thought the Maloka song on there was kind of. Kind it, of a fun song. It, it, it had Bone Thugs and Harmony was the other one yeah. that got played that I was going to use for uh, Batman. But R. Kelly's Gotham City, which is the city of justice, the city of peace. It is not a city of justice or a city of peace. No. We all don't need it, and we all can't live without it. What? It's like they got R. Kelly to write a song, and they didn't give him any background on what Gotham City's like. So he just wrote that song. I think we talked about that song. and We had an episode where he talked about the most ridiculous songs on soundtracks that had nothing to do. I hope we did. We did that, I'm pretty sure. And we talked about R. Kelly's Gotham City on there. Um, there it is. Gotham City for the ghetto. Gotham City is a ghetto? It is. That's what he should say, but he said it's for the ghetto. It's for the ghetto. Everybody's talking about the ghetto. This isn't it. Because this must be the remix. It's the remix edition. That's her song about. So, yeah. I think that's enough. I think that's quite enough. And we have a tough time finding it, because remember it took forever for me to find that video to send to you. I had to find it on Vimeo or something. There it is. Here it is. I found it. Um, these movies are awful. Anybody that tries to tell me they're in the same universe as the two Burton films, yeah. you're nuts. You're nuts. The only things that carry forward are the actor that plays Alfred and the actor that plays Commissioner Gordon, but ignore that. One thing I like in Batman and Robin is when Bruce calls uh, Dick, Dick. Yeah. He tried to kill you, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Good delivery by, uh, Good delivery George, by George Clooney and kind of in a funny way. Um, don't watch these movies. I'll, I won't. Don't do it. I'll never watch these movies again. I uh, might see pieces of them here and there. I can't help that, but I remember. I can't see myself sitting down to to waste any more of my precious life hours. When the kids were younger, they would want to watch Batman movies. Yeah. Action Batman movies. 
And these are the two movies that I would let them watch because there's nothing really objectionable in them. They're made for kids. Yeah. And they enjoyed them. They're, they were the audience. You know, kids, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. That's the audience. For the kids. Um, if you're an adult, it's really hard to make it through these movies. Really, really hard to make it through these movies. Um, for me, it's tougher to make it through Batman Forever because I don't have Arnold there to keep me laughing. Um, yeah. So There they are. Well, that was the episode. Next episode, we were going to do a, you know, just a, every other episode, we do a commentary on something and then a regular episode. Um, but we may not do that next episode because the other day, uh, Mike came in. I was singing the G.I. Joe theme song for the movie. He was singing the G.I. Joe theme song for the movie, which we don't talk about. Not the, Joe not the, um, the animated movie. The animated the movie, movie is yeah. what we're talking about. We don't talk about that movie that often. We both really like that movie. We don't talk about it often. I haven't watched that movie in a Almost long time. Almost never comes up. I, I haven't either. And that day, when I woke up, I went, you know what? I'm going to grab the G.I. Joe movie DVD and bring it with me to watch it today. And so he came in singing that song, and I was like, that's so weird because I brought this to watch today. Yeah. And then you were saying that well, you Well, you brought it out, and you said, that's so weird. Yeah. Look what I brought today. And you got in your bag, and you pulled out the DVD, yeah. and I said, no way. That's so weird because I brought the movie today. So without talking about it, we both brought the same movie yeah. that day to watch, which yeah. never happens. That's never happened. That's never happened. So we were both like, well, this means something. we got to do right. something with this movie. So the next episode, we may actually talk about G.I. Joe, the movie, the cartoon yeah. G.I. Joe movie, um, instead of doing a catch-up episode. Although there has been a lot of stuff going on with Toys R Us and yeah. all that, those things, so maybe we'll push it off. I guess you'll find out next episode. We'll, we'll find out next decide episode. Decide to talk about that, or we'll talk about other stuff. Um, but tune in, and it will be enjoyable either way. Next time, yeah. same same bat time. Same same bat channel, bat channel. different bat, bat time. All right. See you guys.